What up, folks? Welcome to Lyrics and Lattes, a podcast where we extract self-development tips and motivation from your favorite hip-hop songs over coffee. Here we use music lyrics to inspire you while offering practical steps to learn and grow positive habits from the finest street philosophers. My name is Trevor Dessisher. And I'm Jason Wallace. And we're your hosts, so let's get to it. Today's episode is called Chase Your Dreams, and we are joined by one of the finest philosophers from New Orleans, uh, one of the best freestylers that I've ever seen, Mr. Ray Wimley. You might have seen Ray when his street performance went viral. He was performing outside of the Essence Fest uh, when rap legend Common showed up and joined him on the microphone. Since then, he's performed on stage with Common and has even been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Ray, how you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed, brothers. How y'all doing, man? We're doing good, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So I really love that we got you on the show today, Ray. Uh, But this is also a show about coffee. Uh, So do you have any coffee on you right now? What are you drinking? For you guys, I went and picked up a coffee at Bucktown. It's a Bucktown coffee. It's a a latte. Um, Just a regular with a little vanilla in it. It's right down the street near New Orleans. Probably by, I think it's on Esplanade. So it's Bucktown Coffee. It's a black-owned business. So yeah, yeah, check them out. Nice. I got a uh, I got an ice latte again, but I was going to shout out Bucktown, so you know. <laughs> okay, check them out. <laughs> Do you think? I I didn't know about Bucktown, so I'm probably gonna be the only person that didn't shout them out this episode. My bad, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I went to a coffee house down the street. It's called Cameron Coffee. I actually just figured out about it. Uh, like I lived here for a couple of months. I just found out about it last week. A little cute spot, um, and I got me a cappuccino. So shout out to Cameron Coffee down the street. Hey, Cameron Coffee, I see. All right, so Ray, I really want to get into your journey today um, from start to finish. Um, so I understand you're from Arkansas um, and you moved to New Orleans about when? 2009, right when the Saints won, for emphasis on that. I won, <laughs> we came here like 2009 um, for college. Mom really made it distinct. She said either you're going to go to work or you can go to school. So I got accepted into Dillard and then my journey started. And so what got you into hip hop? Man, hip hop. Uh, my sister used to play a lot of music around the house when I was little. My mom played a lot of music. And then I just think growing up and being around it, it was a culture back at home. So it's like almost impossible to get away from. So I think I was just always around it. And then eventually what gave me the courage to do it, I went to this high school at Jay Fair and they was always rapping, beating on the lunch table and stuff. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. I'm so nervous. I can't do it. And then one day I just built up the gall to do it, man. I used to freestyle on my homie Fresh Crib at uh, college. And then that kind of progressed into me thinking maybe I could do something with it. But it became a fuller idea maybe four, about four years later after that. How'd you get from that point to what you're doing now to where you're, you know, performing on the street for, uh, for folks in New Orleans? Man, so initially I had a job in the cafeteria during my undergrad years and um, I was chopping salad. And my homie knew that I could rap because I had an organization called Open Mind. So I would like have people come up, different entertainers around the school. And he was like, man, I heard some of your lyrics. I think you dope. I think you should go downtown and try to perform and do some street performing. I was like, yeah. I was like, how much can they make? He said probably like $20 an hour. And I was just making eight. So to me, I was like, that sounds like good money, you know? <laughs> good See money. if I can make that happen. But of course, you know, with any journey, it just don't happen automatically like that. So ultimately, um, I teetered with the idea for a minute. And then I ended up losing my job and doing my undergrad years when I had the organization, I had like the material to go out and, you know, street perform. So it was at that moment when I lost my job that my wife was like, you know, was the best time to go out to your dream. So you give it 50%, you get 50 back. If you give it a hundred percent, then you might, might just get a hundred percent back. So that's kind of like everything started. 
Yeah. And how was it to, to get like common to, to just pop up on you? And then like the week after that, go on Jimmy Fallon. Like, how was that? Man, everything was surreal, bro. I think the day that it happened, when uh, he came and he rapped, we were still like in awe because we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, because we was trying to find a spot and everything. And it was it was like one of the surrealest moments in my life. So after everything was over, you know, he shaked my hand, was like, you know, we're going to meet again. And he get into his black tenant, I think uh, Escalade or whatever. And he got security and everybody following him and stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So it looked like a dream, you know. I'm collecting my money out the bucket and I look up and everybody gone just me and my family. And so we got this video and we just looking at the video because the one that went viral, my mother-in-law recorded, oh, okay. which is crazy, right? So we just holding on to the video and then I posted the video Sunday and then that Monday is when everything, like he posted the video because Essence Fest had picked it up from my, from my uh, Instagram and he posted the video and then that's when it started doing crazy numbers. And it was just, I think, Monday night, it was at like 70,000 on Facebook. And then Tuesday morning, it was like at 2 million. And we was just like, we <laughs> was tripping, man. you know? I was tripping, bro. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Congratulations. So you've already gotten to rap with a hip hop legend. Uh, what are some lyrics and artists that influence you? What are, what are some lyrics that, that, that uh, you draw inspiration from? The artist that really influenced me was Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he had a song called Been Down. And it's just amazing because he's an independent artist and everything he does was more so like self-made, meaning that he always found a way to make the situation benefit him and his peers to where he got his own money back from it when he made a profit and he always put his own money up. So he wasn't afraid to like go and invest in his dream. And that particular song he talks about um, just staying, staying dedicated and being diligent through the process and you're going to retrieve your just due. Nice. And then we have that lyric right here, so let's bring it up. It's a moment special. It's what happens. Stay down, game bless you. It's what happens. Don't fold the game test you. If you pass it, you go and they can't catch you. It's permanent. Part of your journey that I love, and you just kind of brought it up with Nipsey too. Um, people think success is all on them. The process is all on them. But people don't realize it takes such a giant team behind you. Like in your case, you needed the the encouragement of, you said your wife or your girlfriend, I'm sorry, is she your girlfriend? My wife. Your wife at the time? Yes, she was my wife at the time, yeah. So you needed the encouragement of your wife to be like, you go 50 or 100. Um, and yeah. people don't, Nipsey, like when he got a, when he got a, uh, when he got a check, he spread the bag around, you know what I mean? Like you had to support your team, your team supports you. So I think that's a big part of it that people don't really uh, think about too much. And that's kind of what I got from that lyric. Jace, you got a response? No, I think you hit it right on the head, man. I mean, Nipsey got so much stuff. He's one of those artists where it's like, I think it's him and a few other artists. It's like, it's hard to not mention them on every episode. Like we have to have like a rule to be like, okay, no more Nipsey, no more Drake, no more Nipsey, no more, <laughs> because it's, it's too easy to find nuggets out of Nipsey. So, I mean, you hit it right on the head, Trevor. So what was that second lyric you brought to us today, man? Oh, Common, man. He just dropped a song called, well, him and Brass Tracks, and I can't pronounce the other guy's name. What is M-A-S-E-G-O, Maseo. Maseo, man. I just discovered them because uh, Common was posting this song on his gram. And man, it was called Golden Ticket. It was basically like when you get to a point of success and you knock down doors, that you're not just there to entertain. You're supposed to like build something for people to uh, to level up, to make it easier for the next person. And so that's kind of what I got from the lyric. Like when I do get to a point to where I've, uh, created a brand for myself and for my children 
leave a blueprint behind so they can understand. And that's what I do my music for. It's never just like a part of, you know, we like to market, we like the brand, but I also like to be cognizant that I'm actually having a message that can inspire and give people tools they yeah. need to get to the next level. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's play that lyric real quick. Rapping through the rain, if you black and entertainment is meant for more than just fame. I came in the door to knock down doors and open up doors. The hood folklore. I love when he said, you know, knock, you know, knocking down doors, but also opening up doors. Right? We always talk about like, you know, what we got to do to knock the door down to get through, but not realizing that, you know, you know, it gets built back up when you get through it. And sometimes you got to go back and open the door back up for you. And I, I love that you chose that lyric because that's somewhat of, you know, a full circle of what Common did for you, right? Yes, indeed, man. Like, and I was, I'm forever grateful for that because it goes back earlier when he said, you know, it takes a team and it does take people, you know, in the industry. So I never felt, like, you know, making this assumption that I had everything on my own and I asked for help or it wouldn't be somebody in the industry or anybody with success that would, grant me an opportunity, but I had to stop thinking like that. Like we're meant as human beings to help. Like if you put in a work that at some point you got to expect, not expect, but I just feel like you get blessed with opportunities for people to see you and then they open up the door for you. Put yourself in position and then I think God does the rest and I can't, it would be proud for me to say I do everything, you know, so I much believe in that lyric, especially now. Yeah, man. I mean, and we've, you know, just, it's just in preparing for this episode, we went through I think every single song we could find with you on it. And oh, wow, that's dope. Every single one. And I think I heard all of them at least three or four times. Um, right. And my wife heard a bunch of them. We had to, you know, we had to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> so big fans, big fans. Uh, but the, the, the common theme, uh, no pun intended, um, the common theme that I heard, <laughs> I, I do the dad joke. Check them out. Do you see him, huh? Like you see him, huh? <laughs> Double like touch. I, I, I hear him. I see him. Okay. Hey, that was a uh, bar. The thing that I heard a lot is about chasing your dreams. You got a lot of content about chasing your dreams. And uh, that's why we wanted to focus on this episode on that. I do want to get into some of your lyrics. And uh, Trevor, tell us why this uh, why this topic is important today. All right, guys, look, there are way too many extraordinary people out here living average, living below their own means. There's just too many of you. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're afraid of judgment. Maybe you're complacent. Maybe you just simply lack the discipline. Whatever it is, you know who you are. I'm looking directly in the camera. I'm calling you out. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up and realize that you're made out of the same material as the sun. Your potential is limitless. And the Ooh. only thing holding you back. That's a bar. Bars. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Bar. Ray, what are your thoughts on why people should chase their dreams? Yeah, he said it, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Made, made from the sun. From the sun? Like, how do you follow that? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Man, why do I think people should chase their dreams? Um, I mean, for one, I think it, it gives you that vitality and vigor to, to actually feel like you're living and you're adding value to something, which is needed because if you see a lot of what's going on, a lot of people uh, end up in certain situations that's tumultuous because they don't have anything to live for or aspire to be. You know, I feel like a dream to them is not something that they really go after. So therefore they live in a mundane reality that's mm. given to them. That's why I say for one, you should go after your dream. And then for two, you start to build a certain confidence and air about yourself that you didn't know was inside. And a lot of people will limit themselves, right? But we look at it from what he said, you made from the same potential as the sun. 
from if you think about that, then one person like Martin Luther King, that's one man. You know, though he had a team of people around him, that was still one person, Malcolm X. I mean, the list goes on and on with great leaders, but they just made a decision. They made a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be somebody. And then you see the impact that it has. So don't limit yourself based on who you think you are. Go discover it through your purpose and then you can see how great you can become. Man, that's deep, man. I mean, whoa, put the put the fire horns on that. <laughs> I'll get fired for that. Man, that takes me. What you just said, man, it takes me right to this uh, to the song "Dreams." Uh, you had a lyric in there where it spoke about you know being compelled by a purpose more than money, and uh, let's let's play that right quick. Compelled by a purpose, I truly understand what it means when your spirit and your morals are aligned with your dream. The little that you have become more than you need, and the times that you laugh are worth more than the cream. Woo! Can you break that down for us? Break that down for us, man. Man. Ooh, that's one of them bars that I was like, okay, that's a bar. So when I wrote it, when I wrote it, bro, I was really in a place uh, spiritually and I was trying to figure out like what it is that I could offer value, like on a large scale, because being that I went to college, it was an expectation that I was going to use my degree, go get a job. You know what I'm saying? And no, no, no hate on anybody that does that. I just didn't think that was my particular path. So when I say I was compelled by something, I felt like, rap was more tugging at me and and pulling me in the direction more than I was like chasing after it. I feel like regardless of what happened, I couldn't get away from it. I'm hearing the song that inspires me. This art inspires me. I'm listening to music. And when I say it compels you and something compels you, it just seems like regardless of what happened, you're always in a position to do what it is you're called to do. Yeah. And um, basically after that, it became, okay, well, if I'm going to do this in order for me to actually add value to people's life, it needs to have something that's actually concrete and, and suitable because I've been through some things and me being married and having kids, I had a very different perspective than what most of the rap world did, you know, and you can look at, and some of it is secular and it's, and it kind of like shines with what a lot of these artists could be brilliant for. And I think I wanted to go against the grain and produce some music that actually put people in a position of where they felt you know, that they had a chance or a fighting chance. And I wanted to be a representative of that, like a, an example of possibility, if you will. And and that is when I discovered true joy. In the moments that I would write and I would sit down and I would like just laugh and just have like times kicking it with my homies and we just making fun, you know, it would be like, oh, this is what life is about. I want to continue to shine light and pocket to the world with this energy. So that's what that whole first initial bar was, was pertaining to, you know. So something that I love, I just sat there, sat here and watched. Um, we played your lyric right there. You just vibed out to your own lyric. Like you are enjoying <laughs> the process behind all of this. Um, and I'm leading this somewhere, but like me and you both from the South, my mom's from Louisiana, I have my family in Shreveport. Um, we got like, you, you, I hear my mom say it all the time. Like, mom, what do you do different to this? Like when she's cooking something, what do you do different to this? I just put love in it. She just really added a bunch of butter to it. But like, <laughs> but like you, I could tell, like you, you're adding the butter to your projects. Like you're adding you're coming the coming with the bars, ain't it? Yeah, like, <laughs> so like the, the lyric that I want to get into with that is enjoying the process. Um, we took it from your song, Wake Up. And here's the lyric right here. Said my life is a living sacrifice for that lady on my arm. Daughter, I hold at night. I pray for I hit it big. Family understand that these days on my front porch was making me a man. Yo, that's it. <laughs> that was bars right there. So you mentioned you mentioned about how you know that the, the time on the porch was making you a man. 
Like, can you go in, into that a little bit? All right, so the, um, so that was an ad. It was an improv because the original lyric is "These Days on Frenchman was making me man." And the song that I'm finna release on the vibe, uh, which is gonna be the original copy, is called "The Days on Frenchman." And it was saying it was a period in time I was going out, and again I was uh, living with my mother-in-law at the time. So me and my wife didn't have a place to stay. We just had our first child on our way to have our second, and it would be like this night and day transition. Like I would go home feeling like, man, I should be doing more. My auntie calling and checking on me, like how's life going? I don't have my own place. But then when I go out, it'd be not, it'd be like night or day or whatever the case may be. And I'm like just having all of this fun and this energy and this entertainment and then this interaction with people. And so it kind of was like, man, if they could see what was going on through my lenses in this time period, then they could recognize like how much I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be. So it was kind of me like having a discussion with my interpersonal spirit and being like, how could I take the veil off of my my family's eyes or could they allow me to take the veil off their eyes so they could see that I'm supposed to be in the position I'm supposed to be in and what I'm going for. So that's what the whole thing was about. So the first two, right, is uh, one is being compelled by a purpose uh, more than money. The second one is enjoying the process. We are getting nuggets from you today, sir. one of the things I wanted that I noticed um, is that, you know, you talked a lot about uh, you talked about your wife supporting you, but I'm sure there was a lot of people who didn't support you, uh, the, the naysayers. So uh, a point that I took from listening to some of your music was, you know, don't allow doubt from others to change, you know, what your vision and what you believe in yourself. Can we uh, it was a song from Too Deep, right, that I thought, oh, check them out. Let's, uh, let's play that Too Deep real quick. Rapping for a greater purpose, out to make a movement. I was on edge lately, y'all, and verbal abusers. People that lack faith, claim you can't do it. Say you need a nine to five, dreams for the foolish. Passion comes second, money come first. I respond out of anger deep down, I'm really hurt. Damn, when they hear my plan, know how it's gonna work. But I trusted my decision, God told me I was worth great compensation. People with conversation that revolve around wealth and a need for education. That talk about oneself, navigating a nation. But we forever hated, doubting my generation. We ain't asked to be here, please stay patient. No need for debate or starting a confrontation. I look at society, some elder generations complained about the youth. But they the ones who raised us. Absent father figure acting like it ain't gonna phase us. Mother barely your home, make your money for the Man, if you could help the audience, right? There's so many people out here that want to chase their dreams, but like they don't have the people that believe in them, right? So they don't do it. But yeah. you're doing it, right? Like, like I think the thing that stuck out of, out of that lyric, I mean, it was a, so much in there, right? But when you said that, you know, you said something about like, like you being angry, but deep down you're really hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. That bro. right there is like that. That's a pain, right? That's a pain of like the people that love you the yeah. most, that see you the most, you know, are the ones that saying you can't do it. Can yeah, you, you know, like, tell us about that, man. So for me, my wife got this saying like, "Hurt people, hurt people." Yeah. So initially, I think when when I was chasing, well, I still am in the process. I feel like I'm catching it now. But when I was at the process of trying to get to where I wanted to go. Um, since nobody that was in my circle or my parents had ever got to the level of success that they wanted to get to through their dream or their talent, then it's natural for the way for them to speak to you comes off almost in a caring tone. Like, you know, so a lot of people come from this mm-hmm. very sincere place as if like what they're saying is in your best interest. And to that point, they're so afraid that they'll do anything to 
to to kind of like shift the the road a little bit. Like, ah, well, yeah, but have you thought about money? Well, ah, yeah, you know, you you are married and you have children. Have you thought about maybe using this way and then doing that on the side? And so, and then eventually, when I start to get even more knee deep, you know, when I lost my job and made the decision to go full in, that's when even more fear came out. Like, I don't know if you think you should be doing this at all. I think you're a little bit impulsive. And you can see, it was a day I was in Atlanta and I was selling CDs and I didn't even know this dude. He just ripped me to shreds. Like, man, how you think you're going to make it? Let me sit you down and talk to you. All of these other rappers did this and it's it's like this small slim chance. And I was so angry. So I thought that was the, the emotion that, that kind of like clouded everything. I was just so heated because I'm like, man, I feel like I got this talent. I got exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing it for a bigger purpose. It's going to heal people and the people that I want to touch the most don't seem to be in my corner right now. And I, I want to like just go blow up on them and just like get all in their face. But initially when I'm communicating is like I'm very sensitive about what I do. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about mine. <laughs> so y'all be nice about it. And I just want you to support me. Even if you could like, I don't, don't say anything. Step aside and just, yeah. okay, let me just see. And I think as opposed to us taking it as a collective, as an opportunity to learn something about things we don't know, we often find ourselves in situations where people beat us down, but then that's when you start to figure out, okay, maybe it's the circle. You start to kind of move from taking it so personal. And so I had to find a way to wrap something that could connect with an individual, but then at the same time say like, it's not just you. You know, haters hate on anything. They hate on the show. Then they go hate on the menu at McDonald's. And then they go hate on the shoes somebody got on. <laughs> like, they, when they leave you, they go hate. Because <laughs> that's what haters do. It's a job. You know what I'm saying? They love to hate. So I had to kind of be like, okay, their sincerity is not my truth. You know, mm -hmm. what they experienced yeah. is not my truth. And I have to find a way to separate that and just use that, that, that negative and turn it to a positive and use it as fuel to get through the day and just know that God got my back and the people who love me got my back. So I'm gonna keep pushing it till I find more people that support, you know? Like that's the type of sure that you need to be in yourself about you and your dreams. Yes, there's gonna be people around you that care about you, that wanna see you do well and offer you bad advice out of a good intent, but it's not on them to be that kind of sure of you. It's on you mm -hmm. to be that kind of sure of you. Oof, yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to get into this tip, Relentless. I got your back, go and chase after it. Uh, and every day you gotta get it. Understand what it mean to go and be relentless. This frame of reference came from a personal conviction of lifting people around. Ones at a distance gravitate out the wild to see what they really missing. Meanwhile, you notice you making a transition from following the crowd and spending your time chilling to letting go of your fears and mercy your ambition. Man. Can you explain that a little bit? That goes back piggybacking off what you were saying at what point do you take accountability yeah you got this person beating you down yeah this person saying this that and the third yeah this that and the third but okay i have to figure out how to utilize my emotions and then make a somewhat of a logical decision and walk by faith because obviously for people every person that don't do it is the person that did do it every bad yeah, advice ooh. there's good advice everywhere it's a route for you to be like okay it's not gonna work out then clearly it's a route that it's gonna work out so at some point I had to be like, okay, well, if I look at just any success model, probably almost anybody that's successful, you guys could attest to this, it don't start off like pretty. You know what I'm saying? But that's a part of the story. So if I can separate myself from just um, 
personally how I'm wrapped up into it in my situation. I can look at it from a point of, oh, this is my story. This is the point in the story where everybody doubts you and then they say you can't do it, right? And then you go against it anyways, because that's when I make the option to go against it anyways. And if I go against it based on this blueprint, then I'm going to be here at this point. At this point, okay, people not paying attention, but the core people are paying attention. They saying, you know what, you dope. And it's something in business actually called, um, it's like the majority model. I forgot the specific name, but it's like late majority, early majority. And it, it breaks down on how a model actually is structured. And it says, you know, at first you're going to have people that are up on things first. So when I was gotcha. quoting, when I was saying um, people gravitate after a while to see what they're really missing, you have to understand that it's just a part of the game. It's a part of business. When things get popping and popular, then people start to gravitate to it and say, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Like now somebody could be like, yo, Jay-Z is, is, is one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time. Well, of course now, because you can see the success that, that followed all of the hard work. So that was just me basically painting a vision for somebody like, it's going to go through these steps. And I was actually manifesting those steps for myself as well. It's going to go through these steps. At first, you're going to have a hard time. Then you take accountability. Then you persist. After you persist, you're going to get your core fan base. Then it blows up. And then everybody has a chance to see what it is that you did and you have to validate yourself. Like, at what point is your mm. word more important? You know, and that's not selfish, but it's just at what point do you say, okay, but I feel like what I'm doing is for me and I should take account of that. So that's what that's what that whole part of the um, that verse was about. Validate yourself, man. Some people, so many people don't realize sometimes you got to like, they waiting on somebody to believe in them. And those people don't even believe in themselves. They don't have the capacity to believe in you. you gotta, like, <laughs> right. They don't believe in themselves. Like you gotta validate yourself, man. That's and the thing of it is, is like we talked you talked about Jay-Z. Jay-Z couldn't get signed. They thought he was horrible. He couldn't get signed. And he had to do his right. own thing. Him and Dame had to go out and sell the, imagine like the, the one of the hottest rappers of all time outside selling CDs out of his trunk while, you know, <laughs> like cause cause he, everybody thought he was terrible. My first album came out in 96, and it was like, and I had to put the album on myself. Nobody would sign me. They thought I was terrible. Every wow. single record, I went to every single record label. They was like, this guy's terrible. He's nothing. This just goes to show you how far the A&R was off. Like, it was these guys, and they used to go to Bentleys and had electric blue shirts on. And how you know about hip-hop? And what do you, you know about? What are you talking about? Yeah, the egg and the nest and the whole everything just wasn't representative representative of hip hop. And you know, you fast forward, Jay Z's on top. Jay Z's you know making money. He's doing his thing. Kanye West walks in the door, and Kanye says they thought he couldn't rap. The same people, Dame Dash, Jay Z, they they, they was like, oh okay, crazy. just make yeah. beats. I said, yo, Jay, I can rap, and I spit this rap, but said, uh, I'm killing y'all on that liberal get mayonnaise, color bins, I push miracle whips, and I saw his eyes light up when I said that line, but you know, the West, the rap was like real whacking, so that's all the response. He said, man, that was tight, and that was it, you know, I ain't get no deal or nothing. Even from that perspective, like, no matter who you are, because, you know, Jay-Z was looking at these executives, and he knew the executives you know, didn't know hip hop the way he knew it. And he, and he kept going. But what I think is that it, it was much harder for Kanye West because Kanye West wasn't just talking to the executives that didn't come from the neighborhoods he right. came from. He was talking to Jay-Z and Dame Dash, who 
who know hip hop, who know what work and who know what don't work. And the same songs that were hits that Kanye was had, um, you know, uh, you know, the same folks that, you know, they, they didn't like them. It shows that, you know, even those that have talent that have, you know, may still miss the mark and being able to point out and have to, to see potential in other people. So, man, what you talking about is dope, man. You talked about, um, you know, validating yourself and you got a song called Early in the Morning. I took that from the lyric we're going to play is speak positively and manifest what you want in your own life. Uh, you got to speak positive words about, you know, and speak, speak into yourself. Stop waiting for other people to do it for you. Let's go ahead and play that lyric. Life temporary, spirits live forever. Manifest what you want in life and then go do better. Take your time, work through your passion, never quit. Rely on no one but yourself, it only makes sense. Uh, how important is it to speak positively over uh, over yourself? And t tell me about that lyric. So uh, I know y'all might be y'all probably familiar with Eric Thomas. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man. So I wrote that verse a while ago, and it was one day. Um, my homie had sent me this clip, and it was this dude just screaming into the camera like, "You need to get up and get responsible for you." And that's the problem with some of you. You always want to blame other people. You always want to you want to hold other people to the fire, but you're not holding yourself to the fire. You just said you're giving fifty percent. You owe you an explanation. You owe you an explanation. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, why are you only giving fifty percent? What's wrong with you? And at first, I was very like disturbed and appalled that he would go so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is he talking about? My homie was like, yo, that's Eric Thomas, and um, I didn't watch that video. And then eventually it came back around and I just started digesting what he was saying. He was like, man, at what point are you going to get up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get up every single day and I'm going to set these goals and I'm going to set these standards. And I'm going to have this type of, you know, I'm going to put myself in this position, literally meaning that, okay, I'm going to do everything that I can do. And I had to start meditating on it and be like, man, am I really doing everything that I want to do to get to where I'm going? Right. And, uh, so a lot of people, which I heard again, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, he'll say like, okay, people say, man, nothing works. And he'd be like, okay, what did you try? And they, and they talking about the three things that they tried over and over again that didn't work. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me take that advice to myself. What am I actually doing to pursue what I want? Okay, do I have a schedule together? Am I making the calls? Am I, am I sending the emails? Am I getting out on the block every day? Not just halftime, not just when it's convenient. Am I doing it every day? Then am I following up? And when I start to note, when I start to look at that, I was like, man, there's so many things that I'm not doing. There's so many things I got to hold myself accountable for. There's so many things where I could be, I'm spending time complaining when I could be using that energy to go and grind. So that whole, the whole narrative started to shift. Like, okay, I'm not going to make an excuse for myself until I do all of this. And the list would be super long. Until I write a hundred bars, a hundred lyrics, or a hundred verses, and then put them all on the internet. I ain't gonna complain. Ain't nobody listening to my music until I do that. And mm. so after you create these these goals is when you start to get lost in the journey, you start to see the results. And then you put in the work. And so it's just challenging people to be like, yeah, but how much work are you actually doing? Like, mm. yeah, how much, how many, like are you doing it, Jay? Like Jay-Z was going to, to different states over and over again. Nipsey, they had different high schools surrounding that high school selling. Like, are you doing that? And if you're not doing that, for one, you're not giving yourself a fair shot. And then for two, you can't speak on what's not manifesting in your life because you're not putting in the work necessary to manifest. Man. Those were bar said bars. It. You said it. I, I mean, got no notes. No notes. <laughs> we wrote notes. Let's move on. <laughs>
we're talking about the importance of the team behind you, but we're also bringing up the point of making sure that you're the strongest pillar or the strongest link on your chain. Cause without you, the chain falls apart anyway. Um, we also kind of touched on this, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it because we have another lyric to support it, but we're talking about taking control of your life and being consistent with it. Um, it's not enough to just talk about doing a thing. You have to go out and do it too. Um, we get a lot of advice out there where like they talk about like, Oh, make sure you go like buy capital. You know how broad the word capital is like mm. giving out, a, you're giving out a point, but also like it's so broad to the point where like it's watered down and it's not a point anymore. So I want to get, into this lyric, um, because again, we're talking about actually getting up and going. Um, the you're talking about I'm, skin that I'm in? The lyric? Take your life, be consistent, yes. Skin that I'm in, okay, I, I love that Ooh. one. <laughs> they got those bangers. <laughs> Let's put that up. Strictly based on reaching the people. Be the chlorine in this pool of pure evil cause the devil in the form of a bunny, he can't deceive you, but you are the captain of your own soul. And you dictate how the story gets told. Looking at the life you want, go and take control. Find determination after that, then set a goal. Gotta stay consistent, that's the only way you grow. Look, we all get distracted, let them excuses go. It's so real, it's so real, that's why I stay focused. Keeping my composure, cause I love skin and I'm in. I guess my joint. You were just talking about, you know, you know, unless you did a hundred verses and a hundred songs and, you know, like how important is it to be consistent, right? Like we got a lot of folks listening right now that, you know, feel like they're ready to give up. But let's talk to them about, you know, being consistent and, you know, controlling their own narrative. Man, so it go back to like what we were talking about earlier about people having um sincere advice but it's not necessarily truth so it was a point in time i'd be rapping on the street and i would do like these conditions like all right i'm gonna work for the next six days or next seven days one time was i'm work for the next 14 days straight i'm gonna set this goal for myself and i'm not going to focus like i'm gonna focus on making money but the focus is completing the goal right so i made a goal bigger than what the actual temporary capital gain would be and in that, I started to recognize little um, techniques or I noticed certain details about my performance that would give me an advantage in making money or getting a follower or getting attention that a other performer wouldn't have because they wouldn't stay out there doing an extra time. So basically, it was this one time I was out there and I noticed like certain people on the streets, the way that it's set up, I rap, they might tip me or they might go somewhere else, they might come back and they get cash or they might not have any money that day and they might tip me the next day. So initially when I got started, I took it as, okay, these people might not be interested in what I'm saying mm. and that would be discouraging, but I'm going to do it anyways. And the next day somebody would come back and be like, man, I heard you. And I didn't even know the guy was paying attention. He came back, he had like 20 bucks or he had 50 bucks. He put it in my, my basket, like, well, keep going. It's dope. I just didn't have the money the other day. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even, mm. I didn't know that. Or another example would be like, I had to advance my equipment. So I mean, I had to invest back into myself and I was only getting a certain dollar amount. But then my homie was like, you know, the reason that you're not getting this dollar amount is because your amp could be better. So he said, I suggest you use this amp. Then boom, I had saw a significant increase in my money. And so it's these little details. So it's one thing about, you know, staying, I think consistency starts to unlock certain answers that certain people don't have if they're not out there every day. 
like, you know, late great Kobe Bryant is very keen on detail based on how much that he works. So it's certain things that he could take advantage of that the average person doesn't see because he spends so much time. And that gives you a competitive advantage in the marketplace and in any genre because you just know the little ins and outs of, of in the secrets to success that other people might not know because they don't spend the time. Like you ever mm-hmm. play your son – when he gets to the point he had video games, it's going to be a point he's just going to be busting you up on a video game because he spends so much time with it and he yeah, knows yeah, the yeah. game in so much detail. So it is faith. And then a lot of it is details to success, certain details to success that people don't know. So that's why consistency is important because you get those little nuggets and those jewels with the consistency of your, um, of your journey. It's when you get those secrets unlocked for you. Man, he just brought up a few really really great points more than a few so the first one that i picked up on was capital gains where you're not talking about financial gains like we got to make more than we made last year sometimes it's just to have about having the right equipment around you like so like this year i'm working in the library on my side hustle because i don't have a computer so my goal right now is to buy a computer now i don't have to spend that time sitting on the bus for an hour getting to the library to use the computer because i have that computer in my house now so i use that hour more efficiently and you end up Mm. getting the financial gain back because you made that capital gain does that make sense yeah um so like when you brought up the amp so if you got this better amp people could hear you better and you make more money and that's what ended up happening to you um those that's exactly what i wanted to get into with this point where you're talking about um we we can bring up the vague things but like we're talking when we're talking okay go buy this capital no like what capital so pertaining to your genre whatever you're doing like what capital would help me do better yeah, and it just just to add quickly to add to your point, like yes, you get those secrets when you stay consistent because success is ultimately going to be tailored to you at the end of the day. You know, it's hard to you can look at a blueprint for somebody else as much, but they're not in your shoes and they don't have your life. And you start to figure out, okay, this works for me and this doesn't work for somebody else. So that's unique to my perspective and I can utilize. And it happens in so many things. And you just got to find out. But that's being consistent. You find out more about yourself. You find yeah. out more of what you're willing to do. And you find out those secrets along the way. And you get better, right? Because like I w- before this oh, episode yeah. started, I was talking to Trevor about like my favorite episode since we've been doing this. Like the worst one was the first one. The best one was the last one. And then this is, I mean, I'm already calling it. This is the best one. <laughs> this is All the right. best one. But it's like you get better. We get better. I mean, you'll see like when we start posting it, my backdrop looked terrible. When we first started, now I got the lyrics and lattes behind me, you know. Check them uh, out. Yeah, man. It's Walgreens. Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> they got coffee too. They sell coffee at Walgreens. Shout okay. out Walgreens, you know. <laughs> but like you just get better over time. So like don't allow, like sometimes you look at like what you're doing and you compare it to like, let's say you want to be a motivational speaker. You'll look at Eric Thomas or Gary Vaynerchuk or, you know, Tony Robbins and be like, oh, I'm not that. But it's like they got 20, 30, 40 years in the game. Like you got to you got to don't you can't allow the fact that you can't see step 10 to to prevent you from taking the first step. Right. So like you just got to start. You got to go and you got to be consistent no matter what. So, I mean, I love that point that you came up with. Uh, I do want to get into the, the, uh, the song Fly Away. I had to. I had to I had to bring Fly Away up. And the problem with with with, with Fly Away, what we had. Right. And we're going to play it, right? We're going to play it. There were so many points that you hit in a very short amount of time. I'm going to just list them out. One, we got elevate from the haters. Two, we got those 
uh, those that have succeeded aren't different from you, so you can do it too. Uh, and next we got don't fear failure. So uh, those, we got all three tips from this short clip. Uh, Josh, just go ahead and play it. Look, gravity no longer exists. I levitate from the hate, something you should attempt. I feel high. My feet have been removed from a cliff. One standing on the edge, hoping someone assists. But no one has ever jumped, so this is as far as it gets. Well, no one I ever knew. They don't think flying exists. They don't think flying exists? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Spit that real quick. Spit just, you might just spit in that just that that first part. Acapella. Oh, gravity no longer exists. I levitate from the hate. Something you should attempt. I feel high. My feet have been removed from a cliff. One standing on the edge, hoping someone assists. But no one has ever jumped. So this is far as it gets. When well, no one ever knew, they don't think flying exists. We all heard stories. People taking the risk. I'ma do it either way. I can't rely on the wish. Yeah, Woo, man. Yeah, one of my favorite, my favorite like lines. So how you describe that cliff, right? And Taking that leap of faith into that cliff, but then seeing that the stars um, that they're that like you can reach for the stars because there's people who's done it before, right? And like a lot of people see people who've done it as like competition, and I see it as motivation, right? Like if somebody else has done it, I could do it too. Can you talk about that a little bit? That's precisely it, man. It goes back. I think after a while, when you're doing something for a long period of time. And five years is not even long, but long enough to start saying, okay, it's it's obvious mistakes that I'm making. Like, at some point, I have to be, like, it's so interesting because it's past possible. Like, it's so realistic to get to your goals and achieve them. It's just certain necessary steps that you have to take. And it got to a point to where, like, okay, they only know up to this cliff. Like, they only know, like you don't know what's past this cliff because you've never jumped off the cliff and actually flown before. It's obviously possible because you gaze at the people that's flying already, so they're not separate from you. But the, the further that I get into my career, the more I understand, like, okay, you have to jump and you have to be fearless and you have to let go of all of these weights and anchors that's, that's, that's allowing you to stay stagnant and not fly. And you have to start getting around some advice. And like you would know, the more that you go after what it is, it's like, man, knowledge is what's separating me from where I want to be. Knowledge and experience is separating from me. That's that's what it is the whole time. <laughs> you know, you got that's up what and it left. is. <laughs> yeah, that's this is it. This is it right here. This is why we're doing this, man. This is like what you the reason why you rapping is like it's the same reason why we're doing what we're doing. It's just like like here he comes. <laughs> the, the fact that we like, it's just the, the brilliance, the brilliance that you have and a lot of artists have that aren't even seen. Like outside of the fact that you can get words and just manipulate them in your mind in a matter of seconds, like the content and the context that this stuff is coming from. And I know you're a rapper that don't like you don't you don't use profanity or any vulgarities like to be able to do something like that. It's brilliance. And this is why we do what we do. We, we bring in an appreciation to the art form and to artists, man. Trevor? I love my job, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> Yo, that was a bar. You, the only separating me is in. wisdom. <laughs> you have content for weeks. Yo. <laughs> Ray, you're my new favorite person, bro. Right. Thank you, man. I'll have no notes. I can't, I can't. It's hard to have notes after that, right? Like he just, he's just dropping bars. 
Usually, yeah. Ray, what we do is people talk and then we talk afterwards. But it's like with this one, it's just like, well, you know, Ray kind of dropped it. So, <laughs> oh man, I, right you, now. you just killed my. Uh, you made out of the same material as the sun thing. I take that yeah. as a personal challenge. I'm just, <laughs> I'll play. Oh man, learn it, boy. He set the bar. He set the bar with I'll, the sun. I'll we can't. Around. He set the bar though. That was that was that's still a bar. So we are coming to the end, folks. Uh, on the episode about chasing your dreams. I want to talk about what we learned from Ray Wimley about chasing your dreams. One, be compelled by a purpose more than money. Two, be relentless. Three, don't allow doubt from others change your vision. Four, elevate from haters. Five, those that have succeeded aren't different from you. Six, don't fear failure. Seven, enjoy the process. Eight, speak positively over yourself and manifest what you want in life. And lastly, but not least, take control of your own life and be consistent. This is the part where we typically do our words of wisdom. Um, however, we got a little treat for y'all today. Uh, we're gonna, we asked Ray to do a quick freestyle based upon what we talked about today uh, on chasing your dreams. Uh, I'll let Ray take it away. Man. So, look, you got to take your dreams every single time. I know it's hard, but you got to go on an incline, not a decline. Look, I put in overtime, then it happened overtime. Cooling on lattes and lyrics, uh, lyrics and lattes. Either way, go let the people hear it, man. So I come and deliver. It's like that. Persistence, dedication, man. Articulate it in your daily affirmation. Don't ever stop. I know it's crazy. And the people seem to hate it, but use it. Go against the grain. We in a nation where things seem insane, but you got to keep the same mind like that to make Tain every single time, so I'm finna gonna get it when I bust around. Look, I feel like an elevator, but the stars, they already know. Look, we going hard, and I give it all the God, not back. I just wanna chill, keep my North Star intact for the ones around. It's like that, with the uh, face on Jason, it's flabbergasted. Look at that. <laughs> this guy's the truth. Yo, like anti-cigarette commercials, man. This guy's the truth. That's my dad joke of the day. Hey, Ray, where can we find you? Man, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Ray underscore Wimley, R-A-Y underscore W-I-M-L-E-Y. Or for easy access, you can type my name in a Google. It's Ray, R-A-Y, Wimley, W-I-M-L-E-Y. It's pronounced Wim, like on a whim, and Lee like Bruce Lee. That's Ray Wimley. I'm on YouTube. I'm everywhere, man. So, so you guys can find all of my information. And I got a website, RayWimley.com as well. Man, thanks for coming out, man. This is by far my favorite episode. Yeah, for having me, bro. Fire, fire. This was amazing, uh, man. Amazing. All right, the question of the week is, are there any lyrics about chasing your dreams that have inspired you? Please comment below. Hey, y'all, folks. We'd love to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can stay connected with us on social media at Lyrics and Lattes. If you have an idea for the show, email us at Lyrics and Lattes podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, Ray. See y'all in the next man, one. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. Thank y'all.